We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Friday, February the 7th, 2020. On today's show, I break down South Carolina's game Saturday afternoon against the Texas A&M Aggies, the Aggies coming to Columbia, South Carolina at Colonial Life Arena. I'll break down the top storylines, Texas A&M players to watch for, keys to the game, give my prediction, and much, much more. Also, some news and notes to get into. Have a lot to go over. It's all brought to you by our friends over at Ag South Farm Credit. Guys, most lenders don't understand land financing. Ag South Farm Credit specializes in land financing and has been doing it for over 100 years. They make loans for small and large acreage, hunting property, timberland, farm and pasture land, even home mortgages and construction. They have a ton of great benefits, including long-term fixed rate financing for up to 20 years, down payments as low as 15%. They have competitive rates and they pay an average of 25% of the interest back every year as what they call patronage. They're cooperatives. They share in their profits with their member borrowers. So guys, for example, on a $300,000 loan at 6.5% for 20 years, you would get back $2,770 each year. They have an experienced lending staff that knows land and knows how to finance it. Guys, whenever you're making a big time life decision, especially this, you're buying your first home, your dream home, you're getting a mortgage, you're buying a plot of land. We all know that can be a very stressful situation very strenuous. It takes multiple months to complete the transaction. You want to make sure you have the right people in your corner, especially when it comes to the correct lender. You want to make sure you have the right lender. It's going to save you a bunch of time, save you a bunch of money, and save you a bunch of stress as well. Ag South Farm Credit is that lender. They are those people. They have great customer service. They're going to be there in your corner with you every single step of the way to answer all your questions, take care of everything for you. One of the questions they get asked most often, people will find a plot of land to buy, whether it be 20 acres, 30 acres, 50 acres, whatever it may be. The big question we have, obviously, is as a consumer, how much do I need as a down payment, right? How much am I paying up front? So, Typically, they require a minimum of 15% down, but that'll ultimately be determined by term and other factors like your credit. So normally, the longer the term, the bigger the risk, which means they like a little bit more skin in the game on your end, obviously. So guys, if you want any more information on down payments or just what Ag South Farm Credit can do for you, give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH, or visit their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S. Again, that's A-G-S-O-U-T-H-F-C.com slash TSUS, Ag South from Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 619788. So again, their website, agsouthfc.com slash TSUS, or give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH, and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. All right, let's get into it.
right, everyone. I am Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show, as always. Hope everyone is having a fantastic Friday. Hope you're all staying dry out there. Obviously, as I'm recording this on Thursday afternoon, it is absolutely pouring rain in Columbia right now. And I know across the state, hope everyone's safe. Obviously, I know there's been a lot of, uh, I think, tornado watches, tornado warnings, whatever. It's been crazy weather across the state of South Carolina. So, hope you're all snuggled up inside, taking care of yourself. I know that I think the kids are out of school even. It's crazy. It's it's crazy how serious it is. But, uh, no, hope, hope everybody's having a fantastic Friday. Really excited to come to you guys. We are talking South Carolina basketball as the Gamecocks prepare to take on the Texas A&M Aggies. Saturday, tomorrow, 1 o'clock, Colonial Life Arena on SEC Network. Gamecocks taking on the Aggies. They actually already played him, if you guys remember, a couple of weeks ago earlier in the season. And South Carolina really got the best of them. 81-67 win on the road in College Station. South Carolina lay in the woodshed on A&M. But Gamecocks taking on A&M, looking to bounce back from that tough loss in Oxford. Texas A&M coming into this one. You know, I was taking a look at the statistics and taking a look at the notes from the last game. They're still very similar to the team they were then. I mean, they were right around 500 then. They're right around 500 now. All the shooting statistics are pretty much the same. They're about the same in scoring margin. Uh, A&M right now, 11-10 and 10 overall, 5-4 and four in the SEC. Uh, obviously, again, they are coached by Buzz Williams. You take a look at their schedule, though. Uh, Texas A&M is coming off a 17-point win against the Missouri Tigers on Tuesday. Um, before that, lost to Georgia. Um, Beat Tennessee on the road, so a really good win. Lost in the Big 12 Challenge. Um, beat Missouri after losing to South Carolina. So, uh, yeah, lost to, uh, lost to LSU back in January as well. So, again, been a very up-and-down type of ride. This is a very much a Texas A&M team that's one of those SEC teams that's just sort of middle of the pack. You know, it definitely can be a threat, can beat anybody on any given day, but definitely a middle-of-the-pack team. They shoot 39% from the field, 26% from three-point range, which, again, is damn near identical to what they shot the first time South Carolina saw them. I think they were 40% from the field then, but pretty much identical. They're still minus 1.7 in scoring margin, so Texas A&M is actually getting outscored in their games, um, believe it or not. So, interesting statistics. You know, you take a look at this game, and again, you've already beaten this team by 14 points. I want to jump right into the top storylines. And again, my lead storyline is, can this be a repeat of the last meeting? You know, I thought South Carolina, obviously the, the last time the Gamecocks played A&M, they played them on the road. This was following up the big win against Kentucky, the last-second buzzer beater. South Carolina with a, with a ton of momentum, I think, carried that. Jermaine Kuznard had a really, really good game in that one. Um, and really the rest of the Gamecocks did. Can they repeat that last meeting? Whatever you did that worked so well, obviously Texas A&M, you know, they're going to go back and look at their game plan and reevaluate and try to see what did we do, what, did we, what can we not do this time, what do we need to do this time to get a W, Meanwhile, again, if you're South Carolina, I think you go back to that game plan and you sort of copy-paste. I mean, I know you're obviously without Justin Manaya now, but I think you can almost duplicate what you did in College Station. Um, you know, I talked about the importance of this being a bounce-back game, and I think that's a major storyline in this one as well. You know, South Carolina, I talked about after the loss to Ole Miss. You know, the Ole Miss game does not have to be a game that defines your season, right? Not in any way. It doesn't. You know, you, you can look at it this way. You went to Arkansas, maybe got a win you shouldn't have, and then you went to Ole Miss and lost a game you probably shouldn't have. So, whatever. All is equal. But a game like Texas A&M, you're pretty much in must-win mode for every single game from here on out. You really can't afford any more losses. You've got to be able to bounce back. I, again, I think this that Ole Miss game, while it was brutal, while it was tough, it doesn't have to define your season. 
but you better find a way to bounce back quickly. You need to beat Texas A&M at home especially. You know, I've talked a lot during this season. I mean, those home SEC, really, in any sport, you need to win your home games because it's so tough to go on the road and win. you got to take care of your business on your home floor, whatever. You've got to take care of business at home. South Carolina has the opportunity to do that on Saturday. Can they bounce back, though? Because, again, I think if you can bounce back, you can beat Texas A&M, you kind of right the ship, you get the momentum back positive. If you lose tomorrow, if you lose, I think the outlook of this season takes a drastic turn, in my opinion. So can the Gamecocks bounce back? And really, it's just the importance of this game, how big it is to bounce back. Because, again, after this one, you go to Georgia, Tennessee at home, at Mississippi State, LSU at home, Georgia at home. So, I mean, again, there's a stretch there where I think you could get on a pretty nice little run, but it's taking care of games like this at home that you, you've got to be able to do. You, you cert, you've just simply got to be able to defend your home floor, period. Can the Gamecocks do that tomorrow? We'll see. Um, my next big storyline, just where is the defensive pressure? You know, I, I, I expect to see a much better defensive performance tomorrow against A&M. You know, the Gamecocks – did a pretty good job last time limiting Texas A&M, just 67 points for them. Obviously, South Carolina, really good shooting. They had 81. But, uh, you know, again, the, the, the scoring outburst that, that Ole Miss had against you, that, that does not feel very characteristic to Frank Martin teams to me. Um, I'll be very interested to see just kind of what the defensive philosophy is. Can this team bounce back defensively? Um, because, again, I think it's a Frank Martin staple to be physical, to play solid defense. Now, I know there's nobody more irritated about than him about that performance. So, I'll be interested to see kind of do they turn up the defensive pressure? Do we see more, uh, more full-court pressures? Um, what, is the, what is the philosophy? What is the attack, I guess, if you will, for South Carolina defensively? I'll be very interested to see that. Um, and, and also try to take advantage of a team that maybe does not have a score like a Brian Tyree was for Ole Miss. I mean, one of the elite scorers in the entire country. And obviously, he showed that, dropped 38 on you. So, it may be a little bit easier for South Carolina, but again, I'm, I'm just curious to see what the defensive pressure is like. And then finally for me, I mean, maybe the biggest storyline of the game is Jermaine Kuznard's a really nice piece. Had 28 points against Ole Miss. Mike Kotsar's really coming to his own this senior year. Had a great senior year. 19 points at Ole Miss. Who steps out? Who steps up outside of those two guys? You know what I mean? Like, who is going to be the guy or two guys or three that are going to step up and help those guys out? I've said before, I'll say it again, A.J. Lawson has to be that guy. He, he needs to. He needs to be. He's arguably one of your best players. He's got to be that guy for you. Does a Jair Bolden get hot again? You know, ha, we really haven't seen him play the way he played in Charlottesville since that game. Does he find a way to get hot again? Does Trey Hannibal have that breakout game? Obviously, without Justin Minaya in there, you're going to have to have somebody step up. Does, you know, does, does Keyshawn Bryant – finally learned to hold, take care of the basketball and have a big game. So, you know, simply put, again, I think Kuznard and Kotsar, you can count on those guys to do their thing. But outside of them, who are going to be the guys that step up? Because you're going to need more than two guys to play good basketball to win. You, you just – you're going to have to. And normally you could depend on Justin Minai to be that guy. But now that he's out, you got to find somebody else. Who's that guy going to be? I think it'll be interesting to see. Um, let's move to the Texas A&M players to watch for. I'm going to list the same three guys I listed last time, guys, because these are the three best players on the Texas A&M roster. Uh, starting out with Josh Nebo, six foot nine, two forty five, senior Ford, uh, leading their team in points per game and rebounds per game, eleven point eight and six point nine. 
Um, he's a big-time player for them. Obviously, again, their go-to guy, their leading scorer, their leading rebounder. Um, had a pretty solid game against South Carolina last time. They're going to have to make sure they limit him. Mike Coates are, again, going to need to have a good game, not just offensively but defensively as well, boxing out, not giving Nebo so many – not giving Nebo second-chance opportunities to kick the ball back out. So, Josh Nebo, again, definitely somebody you watch. Uh, Savion Flag, another guy, six foot seven, two twenty three guard, uh, can also play the forward. A junior, ten points per game. He's a long wing player, and he's kind of like their Keyshawn Bryant. Has sort of that size. Has a similar game. Um, very explosive player. So, you know, Savion Flag definitely somebody to watch. And then finally, the guy you you cannot go talking about this Texas A&M team, Texas A&M team without mentioning him, and that is Wendell Mitchell. Wendell Mitchell, six foot three, one eighty three, senior guard, eight point five points per game, but he is their leader. This guy is their leader, someone that they can always turn to depend on, again, being a senior, just like Nebo as well. Um, a little bit inconsistent, obviously, just like the rest of this team, but Wendell Mitchell, definitely a guy to watch out for. Uh, moving into the keys of the game for this one. I talked about it earlier. My number one key is win with defense. Um, I think South Carolina needs to right the ship defensively. I mean, again, you need to have a good shooting day and all that good stuff, but you're not going to beat anybody giving up the type of numbers you gave up to Ole Miss, over 50% from the floor, like – that's just not going to happen. So, you know, I think the Gamecocks need to get get their defensive pressure back. I think they need to win with defense. Delete that. I think South Carolina needs to find itself defensively, get that pressure back, win with defense. This team, and it may be an obvious statement, but seems to always play its best basketball when it is playing really good defense. So I'll be looking forward to that. I think that's a major key to the game as well. My second key to the game is A.J. Lawson. A.J. Lawson's got to play better. Uh, that's just bottom line. A.J. Lawson has to play better for this team to do anything. He's got to. He's just absolutely got to, especially with the absence of Justin Minai. There's nobody to bail him out now. And he's going to continue to get every opportunity. He's going to start, whatever, but, like, he's got to play better. He's got to be one of your guys. He needs to score 15-plus tomorrow afternoon. He needs to score 15-plus for South Carolina. Can he do it? We'll see. They surely do need him, though. And then my final key to the game. Listen, I'm expecting a good crowd on Saturday. I think Gamecock fans will show up, will show out, be rowdy, feed off the crowd, feed off the energy, come out ready to play, punch Texas A&M in the mouth, and again, feed off the crowd. Truly, home court advantage is a big deal in college basketball. Feed off of it. Again, I expect Gamecock fans to show up. I really do. I think it'll be a solid crowd. So take advantage of that. Get Texas A&M uncomfortable early on, run to a victory. So, again, my keys to the game, win with defense, A.J. Lawson, and feed off the crowd. My prediction for this game, you know, I've gone back and forth on this one, and I'll be honest with you guys, I don't know why I'm so strangely optimistic. I really don't. I really, really, really can't explain to you why I'm still strangely optimistic about this basketball team. I, I think it's, again, because we've seen them play so, so well while we've also seen them play so, so bad. But I, I just, for whatever reason, I do feel like this basketball team will find a way to bounce back tomorrow afternoon. You've already beaten this A&M team once by 14 points, so you have the formula. I think the Gamecocks do bounce back on their home floor. They understand it's a must win. I think A.J. Lawson will play better. Um, you know, I think Wednesday was kind of the perfect storm in Oxford, a tough place to play. Gamecocks have, for whatever reason, have not been good there. 
So I think South Carolina finds a way. I think it's a close game. I think it's a back-and-forth game, close game, with the home court advantage being on the home floor, I think, gives South Carolina the edge. I've got the Gamecocks getting the win 74-70 to over Texas A&M. So I think they do come back home, rebound, pick up a big win, a must-win, a much-needed win, and South Carolina gets back to winning ways and – who knows? Can maybe turn it into a true two, three, four game winning streak? We'll see. So again, seventy four to seventy, my final score. Gamecocks, I've got getting the dub over Texas A&M tomorrow. So a uh, couple news and notes, and we'll wrap up here. Um, one big one first thing, guys. No Birch update from me. I have nothing on Jordan Birch. Obviously, I've kind of voiced my opinions, and you know, I'm not going to continue to sit here and talk about it and speculate until something comes out. You know, and hopefully there's news coming out. I mean, I, I've kind of said my piece, but. I think we're just all sitting here in wait-and-see mode. Until there's some actual, you know, hard news that comes out or until Birch submits his LOI or he gives an update or his mom gives an update, we have no clue. It's all guesswork at this point. So, again, guys, I have no Birch update. And, again, I'm, I'm not going to continue to harp on it unless something comes out. So, just to give you guys a heads up. Um, another big piece of news as well involving Gamecock baseball. South Carolina baseball was picked to finish fifth in the SEC East. Uh, Noah Campbell also named preseason second-team All-SEC second baseman by the coaches. Yeah, and that was in the coaches' preseason poll. Gamecocks baseball picked to finish fifth in the SEC East. They had Vanderbilt number one, Florida number two, which I was very surprised at, Georgia number three, Tennessee fourth, ahead of South Carolina, and then the Gamecocks fifth. Um, I, I just say I hope the guys use it as a chip on their shoulder. I mean, listen, you're not going to get much of a benefit of the doubt after last season. You're just not. So you need to come out with a chip on your shoulder. I think the Gamecocks are better than fourth in the SEC East or fifth. I think they can at least finish fourth. Um, the East is very tough. It's very top-heavy. I mean, Vandy, Florida, and Georgia are all College World Series-type contenders. But, you know, I think fifth is definitely a little bit disrespectful. So we'll see. We'll see. Again, just, just a little piece of news there. Uh, Noah Campbell as well being named preseason second team All-SEC. I mean, I'm, you know, I think the kid can definitely bounce back, have a big year. Um, you know, he's got the talent. He's gone to the Cape Cod, done it many times. But I'll just be completely frank and honest with you guys. I am utterly shocked. I'm utterly shocked at the amount of preseason accolades this dude has gotten. I, I mean, I've watched him in the fall scrimmages. I've watched him in the spring scrimmages. It is truly a battle at second base. I mean, we're talking about a guy's being named preseason All-American, preseason All-SEC. Guys, by SEC play, he may not even be starting in the infield. I'm not saying he won't be 100%. I mean, hell, he might come out and hit 500 the first weekend. I hope he does. But I'm just saying, like, it's a possibility that might happen. So, I, you know. Very bold picks. That's all I'm saying. It's very bold picks with Noah Campbell. But, again, I mean, you, you, you don't hate the accolades. I just like to see him pan out on them. I'd like to see him come through. So, again, we'll see what happens. But that's going to do it all for me, guys. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Before we go, if you need tickets to anything, especially tomorrow's basketball game, um, the, our friends over at SeatGeek are where to go. That's the best ticket buying app by far, the only one I use. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. You're going to get $20 off your first purchase. Guys, like I mentioned, especially if it's a Gamecock sporting event, why not use a Gamecock promo code? We've got basketball tomorrow. Softball opening day is today, by the way. Shout out to the softball team. Opening day at home. Their game's at home all weekend long. If you need tickets to that, they've got those on there. Gamecock baseball's opening day is next Friday. Um, there's a ton going on. Also, 
professional sporting events, concerts, comedy club events, you name it. I think Kiss is in town like next Tuesday or something. So if you want to get tickets to anything, SeatGeek's got it. They got a great ticket rating system, which rates the tickets for you based on the type of deal you're getting. So never again, you have to scalp. You're going to know exactly where you're sitting. You're going to know the value you're getting. It's going to give you that peace of mind and really alleviate all that stress you have when you click the buy button. You're going to have so much confidence in the tickets that you buy. It's just going to change the entire ticket buying experience. So again, that's our friends at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-U-R-S-U-P to save $20 off your first purchase. As always, I am Chris Phillips with the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you guys tuning in, and we will talk to you on Monday. Have a great weekend, guys.